It was once said that Barack Obama said that Joe Biden could screw up a glass of water. Now, I don't know if he actually said that. I don't know about any of that. But he sure did screw up Afghanistan. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I know I didn't do one on Friday. Uh, but I'm doing a podcast today, and it basically was because I was listening to see what was going to happen in Afghanistan yesterday. Uh, they were talking about it completely falling by today. So, uh, so far, it's still going. But before we get, this is what the podcast is about, because I think it's kind of a big deal here. So it might be a shorter podcast. I don't know. But I, here, here's the thing. I was in the Army. I never fought in a war, luckily, uh, and wasn't in too long because past indiscretions. But I met a bunch of guys who came back from overseas uh, fighting, and I got lucky, and they were talking, they talked to me. I was a little older in the Army. I wasn't exactly a kid at the time. Um, This is a big deal because when you talk to these guys, typically they tell you to stay away from guys that just got back from overseas because they're antsy. They, they are still looking to fight. But these guys, these guys are heroes and they were proud to be Americans and they were proud to serve. And they hold a special place in my heart. So you might say to yourself, why do I bring this up? Well, because Joe Biden basically gave up Afghanistan after 20 years. And there are a lot of soldiers out there who are struggling with this whole, this whole deal. I mean, they know people who have died. They, Some of them lost their limbs. They lost family members. I mean, this was a pretty terrible thing. I, here's the story. Militarily, and I, I say this to people that, that bring this up. I say, well, militarily, we actually didn't lose this war. Uh, we came in for some primary objectives, and we, we did it. Uh, we were there to kill Osama bin Laden. Now, bin Laden wasn't in Afghanistan, but the reality is Obama or uh, bin Laden was supported in Afghanistan. He did the Al uh, the Al Qaeda, which was our second objective, was to just get rid of Al Qaeda. Um, Al Qaeda was destroyed. We had literally there were literally two to three hundred Al Qaeda left sitting in those sitting in those uh, caves in, in western, I believe it's eastern uh, Afghanistan. And we beat back the Taliban. So those were our primary missions when we went in there. And you know what? Mission accomplished. It's the secondary objectives in Afghanistan that we failed. And that's to bring democracy to Afghanistan. But here's the thing. Or thing. This is a political fight. This is not a military fight. The military supports that that goal, but the military is not going to be the one that actually can make that happen. The military won the war. The politicians, both Afghan and American politicians, lost their war again. And we, we know this. We see this in Korea. We saw this in Vietnam. We won those wars militarily, what we lost was the political war. So that's why a lot of people say, well, like Vietnam was a was not a loss. Militarily, it wasn't. It was a loss politically. 
So, Afghanistan, why is Afghanistan a big deal? Well, it's kind of a big deal because we spent trillions of dollars in there. Uh, we lost a lot of people over there and absolutely nothing changed. Uh, we would have thought that it would have been great if we could have at least instilled a government there. Now, the government was never going to work the way it does. They're never going to have democracy. And the reason they're never going to have democracy is it's just that's the country. That's their history. That's the people. That's what they're used to. And the, the government has always been seen, and the people have always been seen. It's kind of like the Soviet Union is the same way. The Russia is the same way. They've only experienced poverty. They've always experienced pain and suffering. And unfortunately, that's kind of what they're used to. But the problem is, Joe Biden effed this thing up so big uh, this is going to be a huge embarrassment for the United States. I would say it is even going to be more of an embarrassment than Vietnam was. So right after he pulled 3,500 troops last month out of Afghanistan, Joe Biden on Thursday actually sent, said he was going to send back 3,000 troops because the Taliban has already taken over two-thirds of the country and the United States is not sure they're going to be able to close and get out the American citizens at the U.S. Embassy in the capital of Kabul. Right now, what's happening is that Kabul has been surrounded, it's been isolated, and there is an expectation that, that Kabul could be taken any minute now, that they're going to run in. The military, the Afghan military has not done a thing. They have not run interference. They have not stopped anybody. Kabul has just been going in. And you, in the press conference yesterday, they actually had a map that shows the providence overtaken by the Taliban by day. So they are taking over several provinces a day. On Thursday, they took over three separate, three, uh, the, three of the four largest cities in Afghanistan. The pullout was so and right now they don't even think they can stop they can stop uh they can stop the Taliban from taking Kabul and they think Kabul is going to end up uh falling and the Taliban is going to go after the US embassy. So right now embassy workers are trying to destroy all of their all of their secret communications, all of their technology. They're trying to destroy everything. 3,000 already today, they already have something like 2,500 troops there, army and uh, army and marines there to raid the country. The military has gone in and they've tried to secure the airport in Kabul. And all they're doing is waiting to get those people out of the embassy. But here's the big problem. This is where Joe... Now, I understand where Joe is coming from here. I really do. I, we've been there for 20 years. And one of the question, one of the questions has to be, well, you know, we've been training them for 20 years, the Afghan army, and they still can't fight. It's a lost cause. So I can understand not um, wanting to stay there anymore. I still can't. Even though a small group of people, I think there were 3,500 people there, to keep the country in keep the country stable and give us access to another airport in the Middle East. 
I thought it would have been nice. Maybe they had, they could stay there. We're not in war, but we we're also not being threatened. Again, only one person died since February of 2020, an American soldier in combat. So that's not really a thing. But Joe Biden, and apparently this was against his his briefings, this was against his advisors, pulled out so fast he left all military weapons and vehicles there. Now the Taliban has control of thousands of pieces of M16s, rocket launchers. They also control vehicles. There are pictures now of them driving United States Humvees. This looks really bad for Biden because this is stuff that is actually being put on the internet. People are taking pictures of this stuff. Um, right now, uh, war crimes are already being committed. Women are being beaten, raped, and killed. Burkas are being forced on women, forced marriages. Captured soldiers are being executed. There have been beheadings. Al-Qaeda is already returning to Afghanistan. Remember I said there were between two and 300 Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. Now, apparently, they are flowing over the borders, Al-Qaeda. The Taliban is taking is actually getting into these these cities and freeing other Al-Qaeda and Taliban uh, folks that are in prisons. So they're basically building up their numbers. And the State Department, which had no plans for this, is now trying to figure out how to get out Afghans who actually helped Americans when they were fighting. Because those people, they're dead. No wonder an Obama, and this is this is uh, makes you wonder. This is no wonder that Obama and Trump did not remove those thirty five hundred troops. You remember they both wanted to. Trump wanted to get everyone out of Afghanistan, calling it an endless war. The reality is it wasn't an endless war. We weren't really fighting, and Obama wanted to pull out, and neither of them did. Um, so. It's really going to be something to see what's going to end up happening. But the Biden Biden administration response has been typical. It's been disgusting. The Biden administration administration keeps saying everything is fine. Kabul is not going to be taken over. Contrary to what is actually happening. The uh, Afghan military, they keep saying the Afghan military has enough troops and weapons to stave off the Taliban, but they're not. And the Taliban is now driving our Humvees and carrying our M16s because he was in such a bloody rush to get out of there. I don't know what... No one really understands why Biden was in such a hurry to get that September 11th pull-out date. No one understands why that was a thing. We still don't understand why that was a thing. September 11th it basically was the ta- was the Afghanis was a bunch of Afghan was a bunch of Al-Qaeda who ran planes into our buildings while under support of the Taliban we beat down the Taliban and the day he wants to pull out was the day that the Taliban can start taking over the country again? Listen, there was absolutely no question that the Taliban was going to was gonna try and take over the country. 
the question was going to be, how fast would it happen? And one of the questions people want to know is, why didn't the Biden administration know that this could happen this quickly? Oh, well, but um, another issue that the Biden administration is just flat out lying about is that the Afghan army has more soldiers and it's highly trained to stand up to the Taliban. That's obviously not the case. So, you know, Kabul is going to fall and they're even questioning whether Kabul is is they're even going to have much of a fight in Kabul right now after getting their, their butts kicked. The Biden administration responded in a manner that all courageous presidents act in the face of diversity. He begged. According to the New York Times, American negotiators are trying to extract assurances from the Taliban that they will not attack the U.S. Embassy in Kabul if the extremist group takes over the country's government and wants to ever receive foreign aid. Wow. The effort, led by Zalmav Khalzad, the chief American envoy in talks with the Taliban seeks to stave off a full evacuation of the embassy as they rapidly seize cities across the country. That was released. That was from the New York Times. It was released uh, Thursday night. So they're still talking about giving these guys foreign aid. It's an incredible statement. They're begging these 8th century garbage human beings not to burn down our, our embassy? And who really gives a damn if they burn down our embassy? You know why they give a damn? It's going to be a really bad photo op. And again, what's this crap about foreign aid? Is the administration seriously considering giving American money to a tyrannical regime that house terrorist organizations? That house the terrorist organization that caused the 9-11 terrorist attack killing 3,000 Americans? Is that what we've been reduced to in this country? Jen Psaki said earlier this week when it looked like uh, the Taliban was actually moving a lot quicker than they thought. Um, her answer, what the Biden administration thinks, her answer shows us what the Biden administration really thinks about the Taliban and about their plans. Listen to this. On Afghanistan, the Taliban has made big gains this week. They're surrounding a number of cities. They've taken control of a provincial capital. They assassinated government officials. Has all of that caused any uh, reflection, second thoughts on the part of the White House when it comes to the Afghanistan policy or any changes in the strategy there? Well, first, uh, let me strongly condemn, on behalf of the government, of course, the assassination of Dawa Khan Minapal, the director of the Afghan Governmental Information Media Center. His murder follows the bombing attack in Kabul earlier this week that targeted the acting Afghan defense minister. The Taliban has claimed responsibility for this later attack, and there's no reason to doubt reports they are responsible. Uh, additionally, there are credible reports, as you've touched on, of atrocities and retaliation against civ civilians in other Taliban-controlled areas, uh, which, of course, we are closely tracking and concerned about. Uh, if the Taliban, our view is that the, if the Taliban claim to want international legitimacy, these actions are not going to get them the legitimacy they seek. Uh, they do not have to stay on this trajectory. They could choose to devote the same energy to the peace process as they are to their military campaign. We strongly urge them to do so. This is what the Afghan people so urgently need, deserve, uh, after decades of war, and it's very much in Afghanistan's neighbor's interest to invest renewed energy into a peace process.
process that promotes a peaceful Afghanistan and stable region. Is this broad serious? Join the international community? Become legitimate internationally? The Taliban? These are guys who rape, torture, and oppress women. This is a, a group that beheads dissidents on video. This is a, t- a group that houses terrorists that claimed they committed the 911 attack on the United States. This is a group that looks like they haven't showered in the last decade. These guys have lived in caves for the last 20 years, and a hot Saturday night involves lube and a goat. They are savages. I'm betting joining the international community is not the real high on their list. But I'll say that about lots of countries. I'll say that about the, uh, uh, the PLO. I'll say that about Iran. I'll say that about Syria. I'll say that about China. You think China, I'll say that about Lebanon. You think China wants to join the, no, they want to be the international community. They want to control the international community. Xi Jinping has said that. Again, this shows how out of touch the Biden administration is. But old Joe is hard at work handling the situation. He decided to leave the the state, the White House for Camp David for a five-day vacation. He won't be back until... Uh, Wednesday. And of course, they're saying, oh, he's working hard. He's working. He's on vacation. I'm sure he'll be available for something. But my God, really? You screw Afghanistan. And right when they're about to be toppled and the president that we've been supporting for the last forever, for the last 20 years, is probably going to get assassinated. And you take a vacation until uh, Wednesday. Hey, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Do you know why he's able to take a vacation until Wednesday? Because Joe, old Joe's not in control. He's not running this government. This isn't a conspiracy. This isn't even bad politics. This just looks really obvious. He has no idea what's going on. And I'm having a hard time believing, even if he didn't know what was going on, that he would leave the White House right now. There are ramifications for this. So, this is going to kill the United States for years to come. This is going to be a. This is going to be as bad as what Vietnam was, and then Reagan took over. That's the only good news. Hey, newsflash: the seventies, everything you could imagine that has happened during the seventies. Um, we had impeachments. We had. uh, I think we're going to have a resignation. You've got the Vietnam, the Saigon, the helicopters leaving Saigon, inflation, high inflation. You've got uh, gas shortages and high gas prices. Everything. Unemployment is through the roof. People don't want to work. Everything that happened in the 70s is happening right now. But here's, here's going to be the problem with this whole thing. We wasted 20 years. We wasted trillions of dollars. I would debate this because we did have some accomplishments, but we just wasted everything. I, th- I don't know why our folks just didn't do this years ago. You're, if you're going to pull out, pull out years ago. If you're not going to pull out, well, then stay there, create a base and stay there. 
This is going to be a really bad photo op for the Democrats, especially Joe Biden. It looks like we're running away again, like we did in Saigon during the Vietnam War. The enemy has grown faster and stronger than ISIS did when Obama left Iraq. We're going to have to deal with terrorists because Al-Qaeda is going to start up again. You know they're going to start up again. We're going to have tons of videos of our embassy being looted and burned to the ground. We're going to have tons of video of Taliban bastards performing atrocities to citizens who trusted us for 20 years. Because if you think they're just going to behead these people, no, no, no. They're going to behead those people. They're going to, and they're going to do it on camera and they're going to put it on the internet so we can actually see it. So we know not to go back. And they think they've won. You're going to see a bunch of Afghanis scream. You're seeing it already. They're dancing in the streets. Well, the Taliban are. Nobody else is. They're dancing in the streets because they defeated the United States. The other question is, why should any of our allies ever trust us again? We just screwed the Afghani government. We only needed 3,500 people in Afghanistan to keep that country stable. We pull out and less than a, two, three weeks later, we're, we're already, uh, they're already toppled. We abandoned Ukraine to the Russians when uh, the Russians took over Crimea. We abandoned the Kurds when we left Syria. And the Kurds were our greatest, the, a great fighting force. And they were also, they were also helping us in Iraq. We abandoned the Hong Kongers to China. And are we going to abandon Taiwan to China too? Because that's what's looking like going to be the next uh, uh, problem. Is Taiwan is just going to be taken over by the Chinese. That's coming. And Taiwan is an independent state. Are we just going to leave them there too? And we abandoned the Iraqis to ISIS. We look weak. The final and biggest problem, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to sit back and you're going to want to make friends or get an ally, would you trust the United States to be that out, be that ally right now? With someone as weak as Joe Biden in office, maybe Trump. Yeah, but Biden. Other countries are also going to fill the void. It's already happening. The China Chinese are already negotiating with the Taliban. Now, I personally think um, Afghanistan is like a hole in the desert. It, it really doesn't have much. But the Chinese will go in there and take every bit of resources they have. All their oil, all their, I guess they have gold or something. They have minerals. The Chinese will go in there and just take it and break the country. They don't care. They're not going to tolerate this stuff. We are in trouble. Our weakness and our failure to stick up for hard situations is going to be our undermining. I can tell you, we didn't do this in the past in World Wars I and World War II, or the Cold War. We are now. We're running away like cowards. I, this is isolationism, by the way. It's weird. Uh, I, Biden wants to be a globalist, but he also wants to be isolationist when it comes to our allies. We are also too busy listening to politicians and not to the people that really mean something. 
part of, uh, again, I mentioned this earlier, there is a report out there that Biden staff told him this was a mistake. That the Pentagon, even the Pen, uh, Biden's Pentagon press secretary is having a real hard time answering simple questions like, are you sure this was a good idea to pull out? Or could you have changed the way you would have pulled out of Afghanistan? He, he just doesn't know, seem to know how to answer. I'm exaggerating, of course, but he was asked if there was a chance we would have to go back in. He didn't have an answer. Did his people say not? Did people, his people say not to pull out? He didn't have an answer. Why is there so much equipment used by the Taliban now left behind? He didn't have an answer. What about those who helped the U.S.? Are they getting and, and are sure to be condemned by the Taliban for certain death? Are they going to get out? He said they're working on it. Very few answers given. A lot of insecurity. But one of the things this secretary did, I believe his name is Skip something. I, I can't remember his name. But one of the things he did say that I found was disturbing, we never foresaw the Taliban moving so quickly. And we never foresaw the Afghan army backing down so easily. So this brings me to another question. Why not? You are the United States government. You have been in Afghanistan for 20 years. After 20 years, you mean you guys had no clue that the Afghan military wasn't ready? And I understand the argument, well, if the Afghan military isn't ready after 20 years, they're not going to be ready after 30 years. And, and that's true. But then you've got to answer all the other questions like, why are they driving our Humvees around? Why are they shooting at the Afghan soldiers with our M-16s? Are they going to be flying our helicopters? This was a question that was asked. Are they going to be flying our helicopters? Did we leave our helicopters there too? That was asked. And he said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. Yeah, but they are, they do have everything else. This is definitely going to be a huge black eye for the Biden administration. They completely uh, underestimated the strength and motivations of the Taliban and that of the Afghan military. He looks completely incompetent. And even the mainstream media, which is always in Joe Biden's pocket, are trying to figure out what he's supposed to do now. But I can tell you one thing that's going to need to happen. There's going to meet, need to be some sort of an investigation on how this happened so badly, how this was screwed up so badly. Because it's not just an embarrassment, a couple of bad photo ops. This is going to destroy our um, uh, foreign relationships with other countries. This is going to destroy the trust we're gonna we're gonna have with other um, with countries that are already asking us for help. I mean, Taiwan, where are they gonna go? What about Australia or Japan? They may just say to yourself, you know what? Maybe it's just better if we join up with China, with because they seem to really care. So there are some real ramifications for this screw up, and not just that it's embarrassing for the United States. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to take a look at the show notes. 
Hope you guys have a great weekend. Next week, I will be lowering the number of podcasts because I'm alone here. Uh, I just don't have the time to do all this uh, every day. It's it's a it's a real hassle. So I'm going to do the podcast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I hope you guys, and I'm going to try, and I'm going to actually do the podcast early in the morning so that these things can get out and you can actually uh, listen to them through the day. I hope you have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics. <laughs>